everyone. Thank you for joining me around the fireside tonight. My name is Joe, and I'm here to tell you a story. A story of an evil snake and his attempts to cause harm to a sweet little baby. A story of wolves and tigers and bears. A story about the inherent goodness of most animals. Presenting The Jungle Baby, written by G. E. Farrow, as published in 1905. I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please let me know what you think by leaving a comment, a like or a review, and subscribing to whatever platform you listen on. Should you wish to support the show, please check out talesbythefireside.com forward slash support. Now please, get comfortable, let go of the daylight, and join me for our story. The Jungle Baby by G. E. Farrow There was once a little baby boy called Baba. He had bright blue eyes and golden curls, and he had an ayah for his nurse. She had been with Baba ever since he was quite a tiny baby in long robes, and she was very fond of him. Her name was Gigiwala, but they just called her Ayah. Baba's father was an English officer in India, and they lived in a beautiful white house on the Simla Hills, with a big veranda running all around it. Round about the veranda was a garden, and outside the garden the jungle stretched for miles and miles, and in the jungle were all sorts of beasts and birds. Little Baba used to play on the veranda with his pets, Mew Mew the cat and Woof Woof the dog, and they both loved him very dearly. Mew Mew never scratched him when he accidentally pulled her tail, although she felt very much like doing so, and Woof Woof used to stand on his hind legs and perform all sorts of funny tricks to make Baba laugh. Every morning after breakfast, Baba threw breadcrumbs out to the little birds on the lawn, and they used to sit in the trees and watch for him, and sing about him till he came out of the house. Good little Baba who gives us our food, one would sing, and we all love little Baba. Several of the others would reply from another part of the garden. Mew Mew used to watch them out of the corner of her eyes, but she never attempted to catch them because she knew that Baba loved them. And Woof Woof used to sit with his head on one side and wonder how they ever managed with only two legs and not four like his. But one day, when Baba was feeding the birdies, the big snake Hudo, who lived in the garden, came creeping under the veranda and tried to catch some of the birds while they were eating. But Baba saw him and called out, Go away, bad hoodoo, go away! And his ayah heard him and came running out to see what was the matter. When she saw Hoodoo the big snake, she caught Baba up in her arms and ran with him into the house. And two of the men servants came out with big sticks and beat Hoodoo over the head until he could hardly crawl away again into his hole under a big tree in the garden. Now, Hoodoo was a very wicked snake and was very angry about all this, and he thought and thought about it and wondered how he could be revenged on little Baba, for he put all that had occurred down to him. And so one day, after he had got better, 
he went out into the jungle to see an old friend of his, Tig the tiger, and talked the matter over with him. Udu thought that Tig the tiger was as greedy and cruel as he was himself, and so he asked him how he would like a little fat baby boy for his dinner. And Tig licked his lips and said, Hmm, we shall see. Then Udu went further into the jungle and met Prowl, the wolf. How would you like a little fat baby to eat? asked Hoodoo. And Prowl, the wolf, licked his lips and said, Hmm, and nothing else. A little further on, Hoodoo met Bluff, the big brown bear, and he asked him what he would do if he met a little fat baby in the jungle. And Bluff stood up on his hind legs, hugged himself and said, Oh, very nice, very nice indeed. And then Poonda, the big wild elephant, came crushing through the jungle and Hoodoo had to scurry out of his way so that he didn't get trampled upon. How would you like a little fat? he screamed out. But Poonda made a loud noise with his trunk and went on, but he didn't converse with snakes. Nevertheless, Hoodoo was satisfied, for he said, If Poonda would trample on me in passing... So he would on a little baby if he were here. And his wicked black beady eyes were bright, and he laughed maliciously. After this, Hoodoo went home to his hole under the tree in Baba's father's garden, and watched and waited till Baba should be quite by himself. And one day, when Woof Woof had gone after a wild rabbit, and Mew Mew was fast asleep in the sun, the ayah went into the house to fetch Baba's Noah's Ark, and he was left alone on the veranda. Then, Hoodoo came sliding out of his hole very quickly and stood before the veranda, waving his head backwards and forwards and shooting out his little tongue, while the sun showed all the colours of the rainbow on his smooth, shiny skin. Oh, pretty Hoodoo, said Baba, but you're naughty, go away. No, said Hoodoo sweetly. I am not naughty, dear Baba, and I know where some such beautiful flowers grow. Come with me and I'll show you. No, said Baba, shaking his head. But Hoodoo continued to look at him steadily, and presently Baba slid down from the veranda and came towards him. Then Hoodoo laughed and drew back quickly into the thick part of the garden, with Baba running after him. When the Aya returned to the veranda with Baba's Noah's Ark, and she saw his little empty chair and Mew Mew asleep in the sun, she grew alarmed and ran about calling Baba's name and wringing her hands. And Baba's mother came out and his father, and they and all the servants hunted about in the garden for a very long while could not find any trace of him. And Mew Mew woke up and wondered what all the commotion was about, and Woof Woof came back without the rabbit and wondered too. Woof Woof went over to where Mew Mew was sitting and talked the matter over with her. While they were talking, some little birds overhead called out to them to attract their attention. Baba, they said, Baba has followed Hodu the snake into the jungle and he will be lost and eaten by the wild beasts unless he is brought back. Quick, quick, go after him. Haste. 
and so Woof Woof ran to Baba's father and mother and tried to tell them. He ran backwards and forwards towards the jungle and barked and tried to make them follow, but they wouldn't understand, and so at last he had to set out himself to try and find him. Now, after Baba had followed Hoodoo a little way through the garden, the snake turned to a little path which led to a hole broken in the wall. You must crawl through here, said Hoodoo. The pretty flowers are on the other side. So Baba crawled through and found himself in the jungle. Further on, further on, cried Hoodoo, every time Baba stopped to gather any. There are prettier ones further on. And so Baba went on and on till he came to where Tig the tiger lay asleep in the long grass. Now's your time, whispered Hoodoo in his ear. Here's the little baby for your dinner. And Tig sprang up with a roar. But Baba wasn't a bit frightened, and he only laughed and said, What a big, big Mew Mew! And put his arms around Tig's neck and nestled his head in his soft fur, till Tig quite forgot all about his dinner and purred with delight, just like Mew Mew did when she was pleased. Hoodoo was very angry at this, and finding that Tig was making friends with Baba instead of eating him up, he called Baba to him and said, Come, let us be going or we shall be late home. And Baba kissed Tig, the tiger, and followed Hoodoo further into the jungle, till they met Prowl, the wolf. Here's the little baby, whispered Hoodoo, and Prowl said, Ha! and was going to spring upon him and eat him up. But Baba only laughed and said, What a big woof-woof, and patted him on the head and looked into his eyes so that Prowl forgot all about eating him and licked his hands and frisked about him just as woof-woof would have done. This is silly, said Hoodoo angrily. Come away, it is near to sunset and we must be getting home. And he led the way to where Bluff, the big brown bear, lived. I brought the nice little baby for you said Hoodoo, and Bluff said, Oh, very nice, very nice indeed, and caught Baba up in his arms and hugged him. Just like my Aya does, laughed Baba, and he patted Bluff's cheeks and kissed him so that Bluff didn't want to eat him at all, but only to hug him and keep him warm. Just then there was a loud trumpeting heard, and Bluff put Baba down to the ground, and Hoodoo slid off into the grass, hissing. Now Pundar is coming and you will be trampled to death. Goodbye, little Baba. I hate you. But when Pundar came and saw the little baby, he remembered that he had not always been a wild elephant, but had once himself belonged to a man. And so he picked little Baba up with his trunk and placed him gently on his back. And that's the position in which Baba's father found him when at last he had understood Woof Woof's barking and had followed him into the jungle, accompanied by some servants armed with guns and sticks. Woof Woof traced the little boy by his scent till they came upon him riding on Pundar's back. And now a funny thing happened, for amongst the servants was one who had once been Pundar's keeper, and Pundar remembered him and allowed himself to be led by him to Baba's home. And so... They returned in triumph with Baba and his father on Pundar's back and good Woof Woof barking and frisking by his side. The wicked Hoodoo was justly punished 
for just as he was going into his hole under the tree, he met an old enemy of his, Tiv the mongoose, and the two fought and fought for a long while, till at last Hoodoo was exhausted and stretched himself out and died, while little Tiv sat up and rubbed his paws together to clean them and then skipped off to his new little home under Baba's veranda, where he still lives to keep away any other wicked snakes from harming him. The End Good night.